Bashanda la Bakanda, Jere Bakanda la Brosa, the world is taking people away from the world. Father, I pray, may your word take us away from the world. In the mighty name of Jesus, with our prayers and cry this morning, give us a hunger for the world. Give us a desire for the world. May our marriages be founded on the foundation of the world. May our businesses be founded on the foundation of the world. Our career lives be founded on the foundation of the world. Our relationships, the weight of our heads, our ministries of God, on the foundation of the world. Listen to the word of God, but for us to do what the word of God tells us. 
Chukunira chapu usuka bati kuchapi tikare matuko mwena Bata tikare matuko chite wakene mwema tuluza mwena Sitika kapa wakati Yesu Christu ni mfumu pa umwena wangu Kati kwestika wakene Yesu Christu wakene mwena wangu Now, James 1, 22, the Bible says, Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his words become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. I'm sure I'm not going to recite my poems. What they do, there is no one who gives a poem while it's reading a script in their hands. They will rehearse. That poem will become part of them. So that even without reading anywhere, they will just recite it. So it has become part of them. So the Bible is telling us that always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life so your your life must become the very expression and essence of the word of god hallelujah when people look at your life do they see that your life is lived by the word of god we shouldn't just be hearers of the word but doers of the word of god Why don't we clap for the man of God for that powerful exhortation? Thank you so much. That was very powerful. That was very powerful. There is one point he mentioned. He said, many of us would love God to do things in our lives, and yet we don't want to do what God wants us to do in our lives. We can please take our seats. Just can you close our eyes as we prepare ourselves for the word. Yes, Lord, my heart is yearning for you this morning. My heart is calling you this morning. My heart. My altar is calling you this morning, oh God. I want to hear you speak. I want to commune with you, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. should be a prayer this
Spirit, we love you. 
pastor went through that place, he stopped there to eat. They were not offended. <laughs> Verse 9. The woman said to her husband, Look, I can see that Elisha is a holy man of God. He passes by our house all the time. She could see, she could perceive. Then this is what she said. Please, let's make a little room on the roof for him. On top of our house. Let's put a bed in this room. That's number one. Let's put a table, a chair, and a lampstand. Take note of those things. That's why I turned them. I turned the teaching into a series because I need to explain all of these things. Then when he comes to our house, he can have this room for himself. Mm. One day Elisha came to the woman's house. He went to this room and rested there. So that house was built for the man of God, was prepared for the man of God. He came and he rested there. Elisha said to his servant Gehazi, call this Shunammite woman. The servant called the Shunammite woman and she stood in front of Elisha. Elisha told his servant, now said to her, look, you've done your best to take care of us. What can we do for you? Do you want us to speak to the king for you? Or to the captain of the army? She answered, I am fine. Living among my own people. Don't forget, this, this woman was rich. She was important. Elisha said to Gehazi, What can we do for her? He answered, I know she does not have, go back there, I know she does not have a son. And her husband, then Elisha said, Call her. So Gehazi called the woman. She came and stood at his door. Take note of that. Elisha said, About this time next spring or next year, about this time next year, you will be holding your own baby in your arms. Beloved says, about this time next week, about this time next month, about this time next year, you are going to hold your own blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. So meaning, this woman, there was a time when she was holding other people's babies. But Elisha said, about this time next spring, next year, you will be holding your own baby. I know there are many people You've seen other people testify and they are always wondering, God, when is my time? About this time when God says it's the right time, you are going to have your own miracle in Jesus' name. I remember on Wednesday when I took my wife to the hospital. No, it's not about me and my wife. Don't worry. I was caught inside. So there was something that I needed to do to get there for my dad. So I sat next to this woman who sat next to her husband. And this man told me, Dad, I'm going to die. 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 I'm
Bapese katika mwana kabani. Maji hifu mwameta kuwelela kukula nchini. I remember he said, you know what? The same way mwani mwane la matuwa wako mwela. Naini, daily and disafika. That's what Elisha will say. About this time next year, you will be holding not someone's baby, but your own child. Not someone's blessing, but your own blessing. You are not going to post about the house. You are going to build your own house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The woman said, No, sir. Man of God, don't lie to me. I don't have to tell you that. I'm saying to you. But the woman did become pregnant and gave birth to a son that next just as Elisha had said. You see, that's what I was explaining. Like in the same chapter, you are able to see it was not just a day. Like the Bible actually tells us that the, the woman became pregnant. Imagine the previous verse she stored by this time next year. The next verse that she became, she became pregnant and she had a son. So sometimes a chapter does not talk about a chapter does not talk about what happened in a day. Sometimes one chapter can talk about what happened in many years. But the woman did become pregnant and gave birth to a son that next spring, just as Elisha has said. Let's go to the next verse, please. The boy grew. One day the boy went out to the fields to see his father and the men cutting the ground. I think this end there. So we have introduced the Shunammite woman series. So in this portion of scripture, there are a number of things that we are able to get. But there are certain things that will stand out. Let me first start by sharing three things that we find in that scripture. They will notice that the way you perceive things will affect the way you receive things. The way you perceive people will determine how you receive people. That's number one. There is perception there. The power of perception. Then number two, the way you receive, so you move from perceiving to receiving. The way you receive things will affect what you will receive in your life. The way you receive people, the way you treat or receive even the man of God will determine the things you can receive from the man of God. The way you receive God in your life will determine what you can receive from God. That's number two. Reception. So number one is perception. Number two is what? Reception. Number three, you will notice that it's not just a matter of perceiving and receiving. It's also a matter of maintaining. How well do you perceive, receive as well as maintain Bena kwa chima la ntida, bati ni matumangono wa mena wa makwadesa kifunga, 
Chiajaro Chao. Some of you, maybe last year, when you were a man in Chile, maybe four or five years ago, you were on fire for God. What you felt was to maintain the fire. It should be a prayer every day that you're not going to lose the fire you have for the Lord. If you prayed one hour last year, if there is an adjustment this year, it must be an upward adjustment. You must be praying maybe one hour, 30 minutes, maybe two hours. Not declining in your spiritual life. So what about perception? What about perceiving? The Bible tells us we can go back. You guys will be uh, fighting the verses. The Bible says the woman said to the husband this is our holy man of God. She perceived that's the night. This is a man of God. So for the woman, Elijah was the move of God in their lives. What is your perception concerning what God is doing? Uma wana kwanji around Vidimangene Mungachiti. What is your perception? Because your perception will affect your reception. Your perception will affect your possession. Have you observed that Jesus was treated differently by different people? There are some people who are going to Christ when you come back. When you see Uja Kapeta, you see Uja Kapeta, and all they got was the reward of the Kapeta. That's all they got. If we are to go in the book of Mark, You'll find there is a place where Jesus, the Bible says, he could not do miracles there. Because the people had hearts that were hard because of unbelief. Now, if you have to study that scripture, you will be shocked that in a nutshell, the meaning of that scripture is that Jesus tried. But their lack of faith blocked him. Are you able to see that God is in a particular place? Are you able to see that God is with particular people? Okay, the Bible says this woman was important. And yet she could perceive that Elijah was a man of God. Yeah. 
So if we perceive, if we see that God is in a place, that God is with particular people, it does not end to go on a child. After that woman saw that Elisha was a man of God, the Bible tells us she and her husband went ahead. They said, We are going to build a room. We are going to build a chamber for him. On top of our house. On top of our house. So if you perceive God, then what are you doing about it? So Elisha passed, not just once. The Bible says every time he passed, they hosted him. But they came to a point where they said, no, 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 we can't have the man of God just having a meal and living. Why can't we put up a room where the man of God is going to lodge? And the Bible says when that was done, Elisha came and he rested. And when the man of God rested, he was touched. And he went ahead to assist. Now we the child of his mind. So you should learn to reach out and touch the Lord while he's passing by. Don't ask wait for God to touch you. You should touch God to touch you. This woman didn't at any time ask Elisha that I need a child. But she knew where to touch and the man of God was provoked. Imagine even after Elisha asked the woman can we speak to the king on your behalf? Can we speak to the, to the commander of the army on your behalf? She said, I'm fine. She didn't even go ahead. When you come back, the one. At that point, she became hopeless. Because the Bible says, even her husband was very bored. There is a place where maybe you think God doesn't care about what you're going to see. So when you reach out and touch God while it is passing by, do you know that there is a scripture in the Bible where the Bible tells us that we must be very careful how we treat people because by the way you treat people you might be entertaining angels in your life. Because unless when it comes to encounters, you are not going to meet an angel like this. Angels are the very people you meet on a daily basis. Imagine Jesus saying, whatever you did for the least of these children, you did for me. So even God will come to us through many poor people. Jesus will come to us through someone that is in need. He will come to us through the people that are sick. He says, I was in prison, no one visited me. I was hungry, no one fed me. Can you imagine? Can God be hungry? 
Get God on her clothes. I think even books on clothes. So look for where God is. Look for where God is working and partner with Him. Look for where God is. Look for where God is working and partner with Him. I think those who are outside, please, they can enter. From this school, they should enter. So now, we are able to see that the Shulamite woman herself, according to the introduction of the scripture, let's go back to verse 8. The Bible tells us that there are one day Elisha went to Shunem where an important woman lived. Now let me tell you something. Shunem wasn't a very significant place. No. If you want to go and research, you will find that Shunem was a very small place. A very small place. Maybe Shunem was a shanty compound. But there was an important person there. Sometimes some people miss God because they say no. Okay, I think someone someone can text them at home. You will notice that there are some people who say, in a sitting ending to my church, they are not going to be a classroom. You are just going to miss God. You are going to be squat. Since I never changed my number, hey, what? You're just going to be squat because it's not about the place; it's about the one who is found in the place. Now, let me give you a practical story of what happened. Please pay attention to the kids of Greenland. You will notice that there was a woman, a real life story. We will smile. And I tell her for a very long time. Says a Krishna conceive. Says a Kukana Nibai. So she went to two men of God. A practical story. Now, the other man of God was not, you know, a well, you know, a well-known man of God. Not This woman was very desperate that she was going to many places. At that particular time, she had gone to this other man of God, but many ways of basic So she had also gone there. So the, the other man of God was not doing very well. He's the one that prayed for her. And she conceived. Now, after she conceived, she stopped going to give her man of God for her. She said, No matter the message that she conceived, I think you can be a prayer coach. I wish that this would have to So the other man of God just read that no matter what you have in the pocket. Then, some time later, She she lost the pregnancy. 
And she had gone for prayers somewhere else for that problem then. Then took her prayers, but I know about that. is because Monasula is a certain man of God. So God had blessed you, but the blessing was taken away. Sometimes people will miss the blessing of God because you have despised people that God is using. So this rich woman forgot about how rich she was. She perceived Elisha was a man of God. She, she was not going to let this opportunity pass her by. Now, a certain wise man called Leonard Ravenhill, he once said, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Let me say it again. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Meaning, my opportunities here are kind of expired against. So if you are not careful, you might miss out on that which God has. Now to seize, if you check your dictionary, to seize is to arrest, is to capture, to get hold of something, to take advantage, to take ownership of something, not softly, but by force. This woman said, you know, I perceive this is a man of God. And she did something she went ahead to build a house for the man of God. Give us plenty of and respect. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence. He can give us a KJP. And only the violence shall take it by force. And only the violence shall take it by force. Matthew 11 and 12. So there are certain opportunities that are supposed to be seized with edges and faith. In the now, because if you snooze, if you sleep, you delay, you are going to lose out. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. There is a place where the beginning of the kingdom you have to take them by force. That's what this woman did. She took it by force. She entertained the man of God. She just never wanted to provide the meal for him, but she wanted to have a house specifically for the man of God. So we need to ask ourselves, are we making preparations for the move of God? We need to recognize that it's not just in what we see, but what we do about what we have seen. There is a place where you see, but there is also a place where you do to maintain and receive the blessing. So the Shunammite woman perceived the move of God 
She made preparation for the move of God and she received the move of God. Now what did she do? The Bible tells us she made a room. She put up a room for the man of God on top of their house. And in inside that room, there are things that she put in. You pay attention. You see that? She said, let's put a bed in this room, a table, a chair, and a lampstand. So there are things that you notice there. There is a room, that's number one. There is a bed, then there is a table, there is a chair, there is a lampstand, about five things there. So I'll just talk about one today. That's why I've got the machine on my woman series. There is a room, there is a bed, there is a table, there is a chair, there is a lampstand. So each of these items are significant for us to keep what God wants to do in our lives. The bed or the court is symbolic of our rest in God for all that he has done for us. Have you noticed the Bible says when Elisha came, he rested. When you want to sleep, you want to rest, you sleep on the bed. So the bed is symbolic of rest. The temple is the place of what do we do for temple? It's a place where we serve. The temple is also a place where we meet. It's a place of meeting. It's a place of service. It's a place of fellowship. So the temple is symbolic of fellowship, communion with God. Where God comes to meet us. There is something deep about these teachings. I want you to follow me. The chair represents the authority of God in our lives. No one can go to the state house. No one can go to parliament and sit where the president sits. No one can sit where the chief justice sits. Because it is a seat of authority. So the chair also represents position. What position have you given God in your life? And now there is also the light, the lamp. It signifies the illumination, the dawning or the shining of God's revelation in our lives, the light of God. So for today, we are just going to talk about the first thing that the woman prepared. And that is a room. Let's go back to 2 Kings 4, 9 and 10. That's what I'll talk about for today. I'll just talk about the room. 
I don't want to talk about everything at once because I may confuse you. So we are going to talk about the room that the man of God, I mean the woman of God and her husband, that noble woman prepared for the man of God, Elisha. So the woman said to her husband, look, I can see that Elisha is a holy man of God. He passes by our house all the time. Please. Let us make a, a little roof on the roof for him. That's the first thing they did. Let's make a little room for him. If you have to use different versions of the Bible, KJP says she made a little chamber. You know that a chamber is a is a part. Like for example, remember what we learned in science, in biology. We were taught that the heart has got how many chambers? <laughs> Four chambers, right? If you've forgotten that, yeah. Hallelujah. So if it says if, if we are taught the heart has got four chambers, meaning there are four parts that make up the heart. So she made a little chamber. There was a chamber also refers to a portion. It is also a place. So let's quickly define the, the word or the term chamber. According to the dictionary, Chamber refers to number one, a room, especially the bedroom. Now, if you understand, the reason why it comes from the same way because the bedroom has secrets. That's why it's called chamber. So, a chamber, you know, when you mention these words, I guess I'm a just even when I miss I miss a chair. I can't even look at that. So now a chair refers to a room, especially the bedroom. So you are able to see that this was a secret place that was created for the man. It was secret but open. Secret on the inside but open outside. A chamber also refers to a hall for the meetings. Go and check your dictionary and confirm. Okay? So a chamber is also a place, a hall where there are meetings. A chamber also refers to a room where a judge transacts business. If you have to go to magistrate court, high court, or maybe the local court, which are place for many judges, it's called a chamber. So a chamber is a room where a judge transacts business. 
And the other definition is that a chamber is the reception room of a person of rank or authority. But reception, so the reception, for example, if you are going to the new state house, it's also called the chamber. Where an important person is, there is where you're going to receive him. Now, in the state, you will notice this is what she said. She said, let us make a little chamber. You are able to see that the woman understood that sense of she was asking. That's what she said. Let us make a little chamber. I pray thee. The other version we use. She even said, please. She was asking. Because I asked her, I can't make a decision without the blessing of my husband. So God does not want to impose himself on our lives. He wants to partner with us. That's why even in Isaiah 1 verse 18, the Bible says, let us reason together. Let us settle the matter. For God wants to partner with you. So the woman wanted an agreement with her husband. She wasn't going to do this on her own, disregarding the headship and the leadership of the husband. That's why for she understood protocol. So honor and order are very important. If you honor and if you follow order, you are going to see the blessing of God. We want to be even We want a move of God in our lives, but we don't want it to be done the way of God. We want it to be done our own way. That is why even this woman, she wanted to do something, but she never wanted to do it her own way. She still went to the husband. Now, in this context, the husband is symbolic of the lordship, the headship. So whatever you want in your life, are you able to submit to the will of God? If we are to see God move in our lives, we must do things according to the way of God, according to the word of God, according to the authority of God. The reason why God puts structures is because so that our lives can be structured. So God puts structures so that our lives can be structured, so that our lives can be in order. Because God will not move if His authority is not recognized in the place. Mulungusama, Sama in the man, 
Mwamena unamulilo waki Tunapasua ulepi Kulu kusama hei na mlaifi ya mtu Mwamena unamulilo waki Wanisu wanaoshtia ni ya nangisi And now you are able to see That we will survive I love this vision She said Let us make a little room A little room Kambi kambi Nikatimurungu wafu na chitu Kutuka kulimu It does not demand for big things Even when it comes to chikurupirimu Yesu Christ wanaka But if you have faith As what? As little As little Luke 16, 10 to 12 The Bible says if you have faith for even little things The woman said let's make a little room A little room God just wants That small space in your life Luke 16, verse 10 Now The reason why you should emphasize But a little room It's very significant for us to learn that God is not demanding. God doesn't want to destroy or take away things in our lives. Something small given to God with all your heart can spark multiplication, growth or abundance. Growth comes. Remember the widow who said Prophet Elijah, the one we talked about last week. Nasala Pakujavimon. But the man of God said, And we saw that. You can give us Matthew 10, 39. Many people make a mistake. They have the mistaken notion that if they come to God, God is going to take their lives away. God is going to take their blessings away. God is going to take what they love away. The truth of the matter is this, when we give our life to God, we have not wasted our lives, we have invested our lives. When we give our time to God, we have not wasted our time, we have invested our time in God. So when God gives us back, He gives us in abundance. Now let's read. Those who try to keep the life they have will lose it. What is going to happen? They are going to lose it. But those who give up their life for me will find true life. Imagine. Jesus told him, 
Then we will take the drummers up with a decision of Costa Bunch. Both of the Ah, the Bible says, Anakumu Pua. And he went his way. Come here, come here. But we don't want to give our lives away. We don't want to give God our jobs. We don't want to give God our marriages. We don't want to give God our businesses. Even on the school, we are still My excuse, full of food. Those who try to keep the life they have will lose it. But those who give up their life for me will find true life. So when you give God your time, He will give you His time. When you give God your life, He will give you His true life. When you give God the blessing, He will give you the true blessing. Beloved says, Romans chapter 8 verse 18 Our little insignificant life is not in comparison to what God wants to give us Romans 8 verse 18 The Bible says we have suffering now but these are nothing compared to the great glory that will be given to us. But So the little things that you are given to God cannot be compared to the big things that God will give to you. Take for example, when we talk about our money, Mungusana can pay anywhere in his word that you need to give your 100%. What God desires, he says, give me a tenth. You find that in Malachi chapter, chapter 3. After 10%, So you will notice that if just that little place you are going to give to God is going to multiply and grow it. So most of the times we get legalistic, we get defensive and debate whether you should tithe from your business. Whether you should tithe from the little money that you have. Small, small things, they make us miss the bigger blessings of God. I want to get one or two answers. What happens when I swap for a How many noticed that the past one week we never had fuel? There was high demand for supply. How many noticed that we never had 
Gatsima Pera News, Chimunga, Tabache, Nabia, Fujimari Cruz, Capera News. There are certain things that neither a Christian nor a member of the Pagash Kuba has never been used. I don't know it. It's great on TV. Not that I can't buy it, but I think I don't need a TV now. Now that the family is growing, I'll buy a TV for them. You know, there is a place where you can get so busy, you have no time for other kids. Now, you saw, with every few were why? That Simuzima, this new Simma, Beda, is not yet the Simma, and the Mamma, there was no fuel. People were queuing hard. But then, when I got the, the report and the statement that ERB released, that is Energy Regulation Board, they said, we do not have a shortage of fuel. Fuel is equal. It's because my drivers, one of tankers, are in the strike. So, fuel was not being distributed to the community. They said, we don't have a shortage of fuel. We have a shortage of manpower. So, imagine, imagine, my pastor, imagine, I'm strike because my pastor died for over. If pastors were tossed down. So now God asks us to set aside a certain amount. If you can trust God even with a little something, not even just everything, but a little something out of everything you have, then God is going to bless you. Ujamzimai, sana kamba tete tukuke mumba yatu. Uti mamano God makukire maa. Anaka patenti mpangile ka nyumba kaki ka ngono pa mwamba. You can imagine God asks us to set aside time for fellowship. Maybe it's on a Sunday. Maybe it's on a Saturday. Maybe a Wednesday, a Friday or any other day. In the New Testament, a day doesn't matter. Setting aside time to fellowship with God, but you are to still, but that was my excuses. Matthew 26, verse 40. Yes, to Christ, in the garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says when he was back from, from praying, and Africa no I wanted to say this towards the end, but let me say, have you noticed that today we have a lot of disorder? And many people are out, I don't know why. So let's work on that one, please. Matthew 26, verse 40. So when he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping, he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me just one hour? Yes, Christ, I have been paid an hour's young peace. Tell him that. But says the state, expect But disciples, Peter, and Malemoyak. And I come back, say, we must not be a good one hour. 
How many hours do we have in a day? Now, how is that today? 24 hours. Imagine what you said, but then, but 24 hours, the woman was about an hour. By Anki. Have you observed that on a daily basis, we can't even give God one hour? Why? No one ever presence because best time I pass Hallelujah. So this shows that God doesn't demand too much. But she might come back too much because we are full of excuses. She might not pass on excuses. That's why I started by talking. I said by talking about a room. What room have you given to God in your life, in your marriage? The place quite a little person. Even for business, yeah, the place quite a little bit of Have you observed that God doesn't demand more, just demands little from you? To give you more, but the devil demands everything. For example, that you move to are addicted to my drugs. You know how the devil is going to demand everything from that person? Your money will be gone. That you need that you have drugs, but what you start doing, you start stealing. On top of that, if you are in school, your concentration will go because of drug addiction. If you're a parent, that parent will go away. Even just in your body, in your body, your health will be affected. So the devil would want to take away everything. That's why John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He comes to wipe away completely. But you will have a place to come home to your So anything that will demand the place of God in your life will demand your own. And whatever demands everything from you will eventually demand for your life. So be very careful. Have you prepared a room for the move of God in your life? Have you prepared a place for God in your marriage? Where is that place that you have prepared for God. Is it hidden? Is it known? Is it you that you have a man of God? According to the scripture we read, where was it? Where, where was it put? On top. Matthew chapter 5. If you have to read from verse 13, where the Bible says you are the soul of the earth, verse 14 says you are the light of the world. What does the Bible says? Like a city on a what? 
on a hill that can never be hidden. Let's go to verse 14. I want to check something. You are the light that shines for the world to see. You are like a city built on a hill, on top, that cannot be hidden. So that house was put on top of the of their house for it to be seen by everyone. It's the place you have for God in your life, open for everyone to see. It was on top of their house. But when they say that, do they know you are a Christian? Where you go for school, where you are doing business from, do they know you are a Christian? Do they know you are a Christian? You are the light that shines for the world to see. You are like a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Go to verse 15. Kulipe. Wamene amayasha light. Na kuipi sapati sapati. Umba hika pachakba lampstand. Wamene ifu nikongala kuonike. Then the light shines for everyone in the house. So your life is something that people are reading and observing on a daily basis. So Jesus in John chapter 14, he said, Let not your heart from this one. John 14. Let not your heart, let not your heart be troubled. And he said, Believe you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. That's true. There are many rooms in my father's house. I will not tell you this if it were not true. I am going there to prepare a place for you. A. Verse 3. After I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Then I will take you with me so that you can be where I am. Take me there to the place where you are. You know the way to the place where I am going. So, Jesus Christ, and I have to consider a place that I have Now that God has created a room for you, what room have you created for Him in your life? He says, In my Father's house. There are many rooms. If it were not true, I was not going to tell you this. So imagine you prepare a room for someone who is special. So God has prepared a room for you in his kingdom because he is special. Jesus has, has prepared a room for us. Jesus is preparing to abide with us, to be with us forever. You build a house so that you can stay there. John 14, give us this 10. Do you not believe? Father, the Father is in me. The things I have taught you don't come from me. The Father lives in me. 
and is doing his own work. Let's keep, let's go to verse 16. Verse 16. And I will pray. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Verse 17. The helper is the spirit of truth. The peace of the world cannot, the people of the world cannot accept him because they don't see him or know him. Have you seen that? Because it goes back to perception. Are you able to see where God is and receive him? But Jesus says, but you, what about you? But you know him. Why do you know him? He lives with you and he will be in you. Give us this 23. Jesus answered and said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, will come to him and make our home with him. This takes us back to the exhortation of the man of God shared. Jesus answered, All who love me will obey my teaching. My father will love them. My father and I will come to them and live with them. Let's go to chapter 15 of John. Verse 4, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and the branches. He that abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. You can give us the six. If you don't stay joined to me, you will be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All the dead branches like that are gathered and thrown into the fire and they are burnt. Give us the seven. Stay joined. Abide with me and follow my teachings. If you do this, you ask. You can ask for anything you want. It will be given to you. So there is a condition there. Then it's compared to the conversation as that pass. Have you created room for the word of God in your life? Have you created room for the love of God in your life? But when I'm because But God says, I love you. We are going to come. We are going to live with you. We are going to die with you. Give us this time. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Now continue in my love. This is God saying, I love you. Understand? I have obeyed my Father's commands and He continues to love me. In the same way, if you obey my commands, I will continue to love you. For is when we begin to live according to his word. Give us this 11. 
I have told you this thing so that you can have the true happiness, true joy that I have. I want you to be completely happy. So God does not want us to follow his words to make us sad or take away our sadness. He wants us to be happy. Now, beloved, sense in conclusion. Let's go back to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 17. But the woman did become pregnant and gave birth to a son that next spring, just as Elijah had said. Have you prepared a room for God? Before the blessing you are looking for, before the healing you are looking for, before that breakthrough that you are believing God for. Have you prepared a room for God? Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. We can write to our feet in advance. This is Jesus. He says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you will eat with me. As powerful as God is, He will never force Himself in your life. Agambat naimidida, banja, utimawa nutiendo. Yesu Christo agambat na kongosh. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you. Have you opened your heart to God? Imagine you are the house where God desires to live. Give us 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. You should know that you yourselves are God's temple. God's spirit lives in you. If you destroy God's temple, God will destroy you because God's temple is holy. You yourselves are God's temple. John number 16. Now we can talk about a room symbolizing this and that. But don't forget that you are the room we are talking about today. You should know that you yourselves are God's temple. You yourself, you are the house where God lives. The last scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. This scripture blesses me. At the same time, it rebukes me, it encourages me. You should know that your body is the temple for the Holy Spirit that you receive from God and that lives in you. You don't own yourselves. At Mufri Gozima, come back to Bian. Ni nyumba wamene musimwa ila ankara, wamene muna la kisa kuchua kuyumu. Wamene ankara muli. 
in way you don't want yourself. How can I put it? For lack of better terms, in way sinjim we Like there is no one who can claim you more one. You don't want yourself. Don't want your life. That's not verse twenty. God paid a very high price to make you His. After the Chinwina, the Bible says He paid a very high price to make you His. The last part messes me up. So honor God with your body. Romans 12 verse 1, Bible to should give our body as a living sacrifice. My message is very simple today. Have you created room for God in your life? Let's just lift up our hands. I love you with all of my heart. I need you from today. Lord, I want you to feel my love. Lord, I need you to Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I 